Welcome to track number eight of What Is Your Life. Second Timothy, chapter two, and again we are looking at the instructions of a father, a father, amen. I'm, I'm fine. I think it's fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thou therefore, my my friend, thou therefore, my colleague, thou therefore, my my what? My employee? My schoolmate? My girlfriend? My boyfriend? My what? My son. Huh? What should you do, my son? Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So, I'm giving you instructions as many as we can before the time is up. We won't finish, but we will we'll go through some, some instructions. Amen. And I hope we're, there are 26 of them. And I hope we can go through some of them before we have to close. Amen. So, the first one is be strong. These are instructions of a father. In the ministry to a son in the ministry. Amen. Instructions of a father in the ministry to a son in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Alright. So instructions of a father in the ministry to a son in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Instructions of a father in the ministry to a son in the ministry. Now Paul was not married. So Paul did not have physical children in it. When I say in it, say in it. In it. Alright. Paul did not have physical children. In it. <laughs> so, this son here was not his child. I told you somebody was preaching very powerfully under the anointing. Shouting and saying that one day Paul was, went with his wife and Silas. And uh, they were arrested and so on. And the spirit of God was really moving. You know. Because God does not withdraw His callings. Amen. When we make mistakes. Amen. That was the gift and calling of God that without repentance. God does not change His mind. Even though we are telling things that are not correct. Hallelujah. So, Paul did not have a wife. Silas was not his wife. Silas was also another man. Alright. Who, with whom he was traveling. Okay. So, this son Timothy is not his physical son Timothy. In fact, Timothy's grandmother is mentioned there, which is who? Lois. Is that not so? And then his mother, Eunice. In it. And we all know that Paul was not married to Eunice. Is that not so? So Timothy could not be his physical son. In it. <laughs> he could not be his physical son. So this, uh, uh, what's his name? This gentleman, Timothy, was a son in the ministry. Okay? And he was giving him some instructions in the ministry. And he said, number one, be strong. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace. So that is the first and important thing, instruction for us. That is to be strong in the grace. Alright. Now what is the grace? 
that is in Christ Jesus. What is the grace, alright, that is available for us? Now, the grace in Christ Jesus is God's help. In other words, the area in which God is helping us. Is that not so? Grace means help. So the grace, the, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. What it means is that you should see where the area of help is and emphasize that area. Because that is where help is coming. That is the area of ministry that help is coming to. Amen. Now, every ministry has an area of grace. Every area, every um, ministry has uh, an area of grace in it. For instance, if you take uh, the ministry of, um, who do we know? The ministry of, uh, who do you know? T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes, the grace upon that ministry is the grace of preaching and encouragement, exhortation. That's why he can gather a hundred thousand women. More than Benny Hinn's crowds. He doesn't do even one miracle. Not a drop. Not even one. Uh, the whole place, of two stadiums are full of people. Because the grace that is upon that ministry is to preach and to encourage. Well, when you listen to T.D. Jakes preaching, you will be happy after the preaching. You will not be able to explain to me why you are happy, but you will be happy. You get it? You just know that you are encouraged and it is well. And that's why people watch him in prison. And they are just encouraged and women... You know, I encourage, and they, he seems to understand women's needs and women's problems and women's issues. Are you listening to me? That is the grace that is upon that ministry. If you take the ministry of Benny Hinn, what is the grace that is on that ministry? The grace for healing. Amen. And, and so that grace is there. And so if you are in, in, in that ministry, what God is saying is be strong in the grace. That is available for you. Hallelujah. Amen. If you take the ministry of Kenahagen, all right, that ministry is a ministry of teaching, Bible schools, and so on. And what is the grace upon that ministry teaching? When Kenahagen came on the scene and started ministering, there had been many great preachers and prophets before him. People like uh, Oral Roberts, all right, and people like. Uh, uh, a. Allen and very powerful preachers, you know, who drew the largest crowds. And at that time, Kenneth Hagin's ministry, although he was ministering at that time, he was in the same age as those guys, he didn't have many people coming to his ministry, to his church and so on. But then, there was an era where God emphasized teaching. And because that was a grace upon his ministry, his ministry became very, very, very large and affected Virtually the whole world. Alright. So every ministry has a grace. Now this ministry has. The area that God's grace. Is abounding. And God is helping us. 
And the grace, one of the graces that the Lord has put upon this ministry is in teaching the word of God. Amen. Amen. And in training people for the ministry. That's how come you've been here for two, three, four days. You've been here since Monday. Today is Thursday. And we've been here since Monday uh, training you for the ministry. Alright. It's not every pastor who can stand with other pastors and other leaders and talk with them endlessly from morning to evening for so many days. But it's a grace that is and we never finish. I've never finished the things that I intended to speak at the camp ever since we started having shepherds camps. Amen. Amen. There are always leftovers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yes. Are you understanding me? Yes. Amen. So the grace that is available, church planting, God is giving us a grace to plant churches. And that's people don't understand. How come we've got a church here, we've got a church here, we've got a church, everybody seems to be a pastor. That's the grace that is upon us. So one of the keys is to be strong in the grace that is available for you. Amen. Amen. And emphasize that area. And when you emphasize that area of, of, of where the grace is, you will find yourself becoming better. Somebody was uh, telling me, I've forgotten exactly what field it was, why the uh, Japanese or one group, or I don't know which group it is, are very good at whatever they do. And it's because they just emphasize their strengths. They don't attach their weaknesses. They just flow, they just flow in their strengths. You get what I'm saying? Where they are strong and what area makes them strong. And they just flow in that. And they do well. You see, God has not given everybody everything. Amen. That's why I, I say, Lighthouse is not the best church. Lighthouse is not the biggest church. Lighthouse is a church. It's one of the churches. We are also good at what we are. God has made grace available for. People look at us and envy us. And wish they had what we have. But we also don't have some of the things they have. Amen. Amen. That is a reality. Amen. I, I see certain churches, for instance, in Ghana, a church like Winners Chapel. You know, they have a, the largest church in the city. Very big. In Nigeria, they have the largest church building in the world. <laughs> which, see, which is about 51,000 people sitting there. And I've seen the video, you know. Somebody said it's not 51,000, but I think it's 51,000 from my experience in seeing crowds, you know. And that's a church. I don't have 50,000 people in my church. I don't have 50,000 people. So, but, but they also, they, they also, they don't have branches in, in many places. Apart from the main city, they, 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 they cannot work anywhere else. You get it? So, God has given everybody the grace to do what? Somebody said to me, you know, you don't notice that church in many towns and villages. It only works in the city. I didn't notice that. And I looked and I realized that it's only the, if it's a big city, one big church. Uh-huh. It's a big city church. You get it? And we, too, we are everywhere. Uh-huh. We have so many small churches all over the place. Everybody has a crowd. There's a pastor preaching. <laughs> That's also the grace that is upon us. So we've got to emphasize the grace and be strong in the grace that is available in Christ Jesus. And so you must rise up and take hold of the teaching anointing upon your life. Take hold of the pastoral anointing on your life. 
take hold of the anointing to train leaders and to train your leaders, pastors, to train your leaders and the people that are under you in the ministry. Hallelujah. Because that is the grace that is available in Christ Jesus in our current ministry. Where, and like I said, we don't have everything. Do you have everything? Do you have all the gifts? Do you have everything? No, but we have something. Amen. And well, I don't know if it's the Japanese or the Koreans or what. They don't look at what they don't know. They Chinese, is it? Chinese in table tennis. Yeah. They just emphasize what they are good at. Yeah. One day I, I, I told Reverend Saki we're playing golf, and one day I said to him, "Listen, his balls have a way of going like this." <laughs> But when he plays and it goes straight, man, it's like the power and the distance. Everybody who's turned around said, What? So one day I said to him, Reverend Saki, your strength is in your T shots, which is the beginning, the first shot. I said, very like that's your. He said, me no. I said it is. <coughs> he said, oh no. I said it is. I said, if you develop that, and he had nobody had ever said that to him before. I said, if you develop that, you will be wild. <laughs> so he started to develop. I tell you today, when he stands and he stands like this, <laughs> and he plays them, but whether they are caddies, they stand and they say, bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> They have different expressions, you know, the different kinds. They say, Bazooka, Lama. Hey, then they say, What is wrong? Why? Power, and he's going further than anybody. And that's what he's best at doing. <laughs> and others may not get so far, but they have they're good at other things. And that's his best shot. And since he started to develop that, he has become very wild. <laughs> You get it? So, when you start to develop what you are good at, you just become very wild. I see you developing what grace God has given. So, that's what it means when it says, be strong in the grace that is available for you. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Because there are different graces. But be strong in it. Why did he say be strong? It's not an imagination. You can be strong in it or you can be weak in it. You can decide to develop it you, or you can decide to just flow in it normally. But if you develop your strength, you will become very, very wild in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Pastor Joel, take your seat. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> Pastor Joel was awake after all of you. Eh? <laughs> Allow him to be late. <laughs> Some hams are trying to point at their father for sleeping. <laughs> Some sons of ham. <laughs> Some sons of ham are saying, This man, pa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Alright, now, verse 2. So the next. So the first one is to be strong in the grace. Amen. Amen. And then the second thing is to teach 
the same things. Teach the same things. That's the next instruction from a father to a son. Second Timothy chapter 2. Paul didn't just write, be strong in the grace. He said, thou, therefore, my son, my son, be stronger in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things, everybody say the things, the things that thou hast heard of me. That's a different one. A modified one. An augmented one. An improved version. What did he say? The same. What did he say? The same things. Commit thou to faithful men. Who will be able to teach others also. Can I have an amen? Can I have a louder amen? Amen. Can I have a louder amen? Amen. Can I have a better amen? Amen. He said be strong in the grace. See the grace that's available in your ministry. And grow wild in that grace. Amen. Amen. Grow wild in that grace. Be strong. Develop whatever one thing God has given to you. And become very good at it. Become good at teaching. Become good at training. And learn to preach the same things. I'm telling you. As a pastor, I have learned to preach the same things that I have been taught. Because you see, some of what are the reasons why we want to preach different things? Number one is pride. We want to say with ourselves that the pride of that, oh, I am original. Number two, we want to say, I have created something. Isn't it? Number three, we want to say, I have my own mind. Number four, we want to say, I heard from God myself. Number five, we want people to know that you are wild. But what does Ecclesiastes chapter 1 Verse 9 and verse 10 tell us, and I'm going to read it to you, dear brother, dear pastor, dear shepherd, you must learn to preach the same things. It says the thing that has been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. (laughs) It has been already of old time, which was before us. Amen. Amen. Is there anything in Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 10 that can be said? Thank you. That can be said, see, this is new. It has already been done. It has already been preached. I'm not preaching original sermons. I don't know anybody who is preaching original sermons. Nobody in the world preaches original sermons. There is no new thing. There is no new word. 
And so if you want to learn how to preach, learn how to preach what your father has taught. My son, attend to my words. And now Timothy, Paul, the father of Timothy in the ministry is telling him that what I taught, eh? preach it best. That's the best way. Look at Aquili and the uh, choir. What songs did they sing? Their own original songs? Nobody thinks about that one. Yeah. They don't want to say, we want, if these people, uh, Aquili and the uh, choir, had said that, listen, we want to be original. We don't want to sing any new uh, song that somebody has sung before. What are the reasons? We want the people to know that we are original. We have our own ability to uh, create songs and to compose songs. Do you know that most of the songs we will not have been happy with when they will sing, we said, ah, what, what songs are these that they are singing? What songs are these? What songs are these? <laughs> would have been wondering, I said, ah, your choir doesn't seem to have any melodious song. <laughs> yeah! You would have, you would have started, you would have, you would not have been happy with this choir. And I said, ah, what song is this? I... I am happy in the Lord. I want to serve Him and do what He wants me to do. He wants me to do His works. And then after the camp, you say, okay, we are going to compose a camp, a song for the camp. Short life, long eternity. Preparing for eternity. What is your life? What is your life? What kind of report? What kind of report? What kind of works? Will you have? Uh, uh, people will start leaving the church because of the choir. <laughs> people will start leaving the church because of the choir. They will say, you know, I like the preaching, but the choir is something I find it difficult. <laughs> I find it difficult. I find it difficult to relate with this choir. It makes us so unhappy. You get it? Of course, there are times that you'll be blessed to have your own composition. Nobody is against it. Nobody is against it. Anybody who knows me closely, I am the one, any tapes I have from any other person that I listen to, I give to everybody. Anybody who knows, I will make for you, I will show you what I'm preaching. Pastor Joe always asks me what tape I'm, I make it for them, I give it. Here it is. Sometimes they give it back to me and say, you know, you listen to it and preach. When you preach, you understand it better. <laughs> oh yeah, we understand. You see, and that is it, because your, your mother knows how to convert the same tomatoes and pepper and all those into something you can relate with. And an Ethiopian may convert that same tomatoes into something you cannot relate with. When it's put before you, it's, it's tomatoes and whatever. 
I, I sent one of our pastors to Ethiopia and he came back. He said, in fact, their food is different. He said their food is different. But everybody's food is different. Every, every country finds the other country's food different. When I went to Nigeria, I could eat those pastors who ate all my food for me. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I travel with him. Because he has an ability. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So the same thing. Let, don't, don't, don't let it don't let it disturb you at all. Don't let and even with me, I preach and then I preach the same thing and the same thing. Oh, the only reason I'm preaching what I'm preaching to you now is because I feel that is what God wants me to preach. I don't have any I'm not under any, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not preaching from any notes. I'm just reading scriptures to you. Yeah. Or oh, you've not noticed. Yeah. And when I feel I should preach the same thing, I preach the same. I was in a, a, a Bronx church. I preached preaching, teaching, and healing. I went to uh, New Jersey. I preached the same thing preaching, teaching, and healing. Then when I came in the evening, I thought, let me preach again preaching, teaching, and healing. I've got more than 1,000 sermons. It's my problem is to which one, not what there is to preach. My problem is which, what to preach. Amen? Are you listening to me? But if I have to preach the same thing, and that's what the people need to hear, that is what I will do. I preach it. So don't let it be a problem for you. You want to be original? You want to invent something that has already been invented? No, we don't want to use wheels for our cars. We are going to invent something special for our cars. We are not going to have wheels. Your cars will be there for years and years and years. Never will it take a, a step. So learn to preach the same thing. So someone said, if I become a shepherd or I become a pastor, what will I do? Just preach the same thing. I can give, I give you a tip. I say, go preach it. Preach what you heard at the camp. Just preach it there. Yeah, what you have to come, just preach it, just open it. Short life, long eternity. God sermons for forever. Preparing for long eternity. How to prepare? Why Abraham had a good report? Why did he have a good report? Because he was a good. He had a good marriage. He had a bad marriage. Did he have a good report because he treated his wife? Well, he treated his wife very badly. Did he have a good report because he was holy and whatever? He slept with his maid. Did he have a good report because uh, 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 he, was, he was such a good person? No, 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 no. He had a good report because he believed. He believed in things. He believed when he, he had God, he believed. He believed in visions. He had dreams, he believed. God spoke to him, said, do this. He believed in, that it was God speaking. <clears throat> and started acting. That's why he had a good report. Go home and preach it. Why Noah had a good report? Well, he built things for God. Built churches. He built acts. He built and let a lot of people have shelter for salvation. He invited everyone. Only three people came. His children. His church wasn't big, but he received a good report. <laughs> That's why. That's why he had a good report. Why did Jephthah have a good report? Because, have a good report. Because, he promised God. And when the time came to fulfill his promise, he did it. 
at a very, very high cost. Very, very high cost. He kept his word. He kept his pledge. He kept what he had said with his father. said, I will do, he did. That's why today I thank God that years after saying we will go to villages and towns preaching, we are going to villages and towns. We are going even more. We are evading even more. We've written on our track, relentless pursuit. Relentless. You see how these people are pursuing their war relentlessly in Afghanistan. We are pursuing the salvation of the towns and the villages. When I was young, I said, we want to do that. We are pursuing that relentlessly. Amen. Amen. So what is the second instruction from a father to a son? The same thing. Amen. The next one is identify faithful men. Identify faithful men. And teach them specially. Identify the faithful men in your church. And teach them specially. Amen. Teach them special teachings. You see, what did he say? My son, thou therefore my son, Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard of me, the same commit thou to anybody. Commit thou to all the members. Commit thou to who? Who am I spending time with in America? What is a faithful person? Somebody who is constant? Somebody who is loyal? Somebody who is reliable. Somebody who is dependable. Somebody who, who comes for the camp this year and he comes for the camp next year. And somebody who is consistent. I can be always, always around. That's what a faithful person is. So I am not in the churches preaching to all the many members. I am with the faithful people. I have the Sunday meetings with the general crowds. Then I have come to the faithful people. And I am spending all the whole of this week. With the faithful people. Talking with the faithful people. Encouraging the faithful people. Talking to the faithful Because it is the faithful people who will be able to teach others also. Not everybody is faithful. How do you know a faithful person? Number one, when somebody is not reliable. When somebody is not reliable. When he says, I'll come, but doesn't come. When he says, I'll go, but he doesn't go. Not that person. He's not reliable. He's not reliable. When he says, I will, but he doesn't. You must note people who are not reliable in your life and your church and stop wasting your time on these people. Preach to them generally on Sunday and then leave them to misbehave. When they are beaten, they will start coming back home to you and they will receive the word that you are preaching. Number two, somebody who is not regular. is not regular. He comes today, then next week he doesn't come, the week after he doesn't come. Then he comes again three times in a row. And then he vanishes and then he comes back. This year he comes for the come, next year he doesn't come. This year he comes, he doesn't come for two years, then he comes after a year. He's not regular. Ask the person next to you, are you regular? regular? Alright? The next one, a person who is not constant is not a faithful person. If you are not constant, that is, you are the same. Are you zealous today? You are zealous tomorrow. Are you affected today? You are affected tomorrow. You get it? Even are you with me? Are you prayerful today? You are prayerful tomorrow. That's a constant person. You need somebody who is constant. 
God needs somebody who's constant. Because if you are not constant, when you get out there and things are different, you are going to change. How people change when things change. God cannot afford to trust great gifts who will change at one change of circumstance. They will change. At one change, when things get hard, they will drop you. (laughs) When things are different, they, they will leave you. All over the world where you have churches where there are pastors with branches and things, sometimes they get to a point these pastors want to break away. Break the churches away. Because church is prospering. People are coming. They feel they are called. They feel they are anointed. They feel, I don't need this guy to speak over my life all the time. Are you listening to me? Amen. So a person, what is the, what is the first one? A person who is not what? Number two, a person who is what? He's not regular. And the next one is what? Person who is not constant. constant. Amen. Number th- the next instruction, endure hardness. Endure hardness. Verse 3 says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. Of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Pinch the soldier next to you. And say endure hardness. Some of you are so soft. Huh? You are not hard. When they say come at four. You cannot come. When they say we are praying, one day we, when we pray, we call for a prayer meeting, and then there was a lady, she said, I've never prayed for so long before. Never. You can't pray for seven hours. But you can chat for seven hours. You can dance for seven hours. You can watch films, movies for hours. But a soldier, you must be hard. If you are not hard, you can't work for God. In this last hour that is coming, you've got to develop hardness. 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 Hard thing. When I went to buy these military tents for our crusade evangelistic team, I realized that soldiers, their lives are very hard. They bath under trees. They sleep on the... The mattress are like this. They might as well sleep on the floor. You can have the mattresses up to here with about a hundred mattresses from here to here. Small, 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 small ones. These are military tents. Their toilets are, they have, they, you just dig a hole in the ground. You sit on it and you are happy. All their plates are metal plates. This stuff of silk, uh, what do you call it? Mess pan. Is that what it, have you been a soldier before? You've been a cadet. Yeah. Who has been a soldier before? Somebody at the back there. Okay. Yeah. When they go out on a long journey, they don't bath. They will be wearing the same clothes with the same boots and they walk through rivers. And they come out. And then they continue walking. Holding their guns. They walk through mud and rivers. And they come out into the forest. 
mosquitoes bite them. And they are in the same clothes. Do you think they have a place where, I need a shower now, I need a shower. I need to change, I need, I need to change, I need to get out of these things and freshen up. Indeed, freshen up indeed. There's no freshening up. If you're carrying on. You think they have some, let's have some fresh water to brush my teeth. And No. Their mouths are filled with smell. For days and days they go on. What do you think they eat? Do you think they eat the food they like? No. They eat whatever can be eaten. And some of you, you can't fast. When they say fasting, they say, When they say prayer, ha. When they say camp, ha. We are tired. Our backs, our hair, our waist, our this, our that. Christianity involves hardness. I'm tired. The meeting is too late. It's too long. You've got to learn how to be tired. Tiredness is part of Christianity in Lighthouse. The world is run by tired people. Did you know that? You think President Bush finds it easy to sleep? No. Any busy person, any important person is tired. Look at me, I'm preaching. You people went to bed yesterday. I was here. After you went, I was here meeting with one person after another. And having one meeting after another. By the time I got to bed, you people had been asleep for some time. Yeah. And then I slept and I, I had to wake up. Alright, then I'm preaching, 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 preaching. And from here, I just rush from here straight into a place. It's going to take me, I'm going to be traveling from now till Saturday night. Before I will see a bed. Yeah. When I, when I go from here, and I slept for just two hours. Then I'm going to be traveling from here till Saturday night when I get to where I'm going. Because I'm going straight to Malaysia. I'm not going home. And then when I get there, I'm preaching three services on Sunday in the largest church in Kuala Lumpur. One, two, three. Two in the morning, one in the evening. Then on Monday to Thursday, I'm preaching at a camp meeting of all the assemblies of God. Every day preaching. Then Friday, I fly. And I arrive when I leave on Friday. I leave on Friday around midnight. 11, 12 midnight. I arrive in Accra, traveling on Saturday night. And then on Sunday at 6 a.m., I'm in church preaching four services after services meetings and it goes on and on and on follow me let's go and, and you say pastors don't work anymore yeah that's, 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 that's my life and the Bible says endure hardness I'm tired I'm feeling sleepy please when are we closing please when are we going home we would like to read the camp that we have come. We are not uh, having this uh, uh, recreation times. <laughs> today is Thanksgiving. Is today Thanksgiving? Yes. But a soldier must be hard. I say you must learn to be hard. Yes. And you must stretch your hardness to see how hard you can be. You must let you must try the fasting to see how far you can go. Some of you've never you've not done twenty four hours before, only six AM to six PM. Extend it to twenty four hours, six AM to six AM. See what it's like to fast till the morning. 
Careful now. Some of you must try. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Dry. Me, I've tried all, I've tried all these things. Me, there are times I've fasted till I collapsed. I collapsed. I fasted before I couldn't move. I couldn't lift my hand. <laughs> I remember one time I was fasted and I was a student and my, my mother came to visit. And I had been fasting. It was the third day. They came to come that Your mother is there. I was with my friend. You know my friend, I was telling you that he doesn't go to church anymore. I was with him. The two of us were fasting. We were lying down on the bed together. Small student, but we were lying down together as dead bodies. Both of us. <laughs> we couldn't move. <laughs> My mother has got I can't get out. I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I tell you. And I didn't get up. There was I couldn't move my hand like this. And I never went. I never got up. I could only speak. I said, well, they were talking through the window. He said, your mother's gone. Okay. <laughs> then after some time, we're not going to She's brought some food for you. Uh, collect it for me. I couldn't, I couldn't move. So, hardness. Some of you, you look at this and see how soft you are. And see that some areas you need to, like, oh, I've never prayed for three hours on your own. Try it. All these things, I did them with my mother. I want to be able to pray for three hours. Only me. Nobody is with me. I'm praying for three hours. And do it. Play tapes until you pray for three hours. So I've not fasted for this. Try it. As soon as you realize that you are dying, then stop. Before you die. Don't die, please. Amen. When you get to heaven, you say, they told me to fast. That's why I've come. No. Amen. Amen. So be hard. You must be hard in the kingdom. Amen. Now, verse 4. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has called him to be a soldier. So the, how many instructions do you have? Four. Number five, do not get entangled. Do not get entangled with the world system. Now, There are certain things that when we get involved with, or when we get involved in, we cannot do the work of God anymore. That's, that's the reality. I mean, there are certain jobs if you take, you, you just won't be able to do the work of God anymore. I mean, it's as simple as that. There are certain courses if you do. You must know the implication. You must know that this leads to that, which leads to that, which leads to that. 
I will not be able... You know, many years ago, when I became... Uh, I was a pastor, and I was about to continue from being and finishing after being a doctor to become a specialist. How many of us nice to be a specialist? All right. And I was going to be a specialist. I realized that if I do certain things, I won't have time. Now, in medicine, everybody has different areas. And there are things you like and things you don't like. And there are some things that I would have liked to do. You get it? That was challenging. But when I look, put two and two together, I said, listen, let me do something that will be light. So that I, and I decided, let me become a lecturer. So I decided I'm going to learn parasitology, which is about worms and flies. And I'll become a lecturer. And I have my lectures for the whole year. All right? And then I would lecture. You know, sometimes you have one lecture a week and so on. And I said, you know what? What I'll do, I'll just combine all my lectures. I'll gather my students and I'll just lecture them for one week for the whole year. And that's it. And I'm free. Finish the syllabus and I'm free. Then I'll be preaching. And I'll be paid every month. Yeah. And the reason why I was trying to do that, because I, I, I didn't want to get deep. I didn't want to get entangled. Spider-Man. I didn't want to be affected by the spider web. There are things that as you get in, you, 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 are, you, are, you are trapped. You can't get out. And I, I decided to do that. But before I could even implement such an idea... I, I was already getting into the ministry full time. Amen. But you see that, you can see that a person who is warring, no man that is at war, really? Are you calling yourself a pastor? Are you calling yourself a soldier? Are you calling yourself a shepherd? No man that is really war will get deeply entangled into things. I was looking at one of our pastors, you know, He's so called. He, he really, really, really wants to be in the ministry. I mean, that he wants to be. He, he, this whole life is the ministry. Sometimes he can stay at home and wait on God all day. The pastor, are you calling yourself a soldier? Are you calling yourself a shepherd? No man that is really one will get deeply entangled into things. I was looking at one of our pastors. You know, he's so called. He he really, really, really wants to be in the ministry. I mean, that he wants to be. He, his whole life is the ministry. Sometimes he can stay at home and wait on God all day. Praying and waiting on God. When you see him, and he, when he does the work, you can see that he's anointed. He's called. And one day I was preaching to a group. And he was sitting with me. I told him to come along and come and help me. You know, and I said, you see my pastor here, doctor? He has a big hospital. With an x-ray machine, ultrasound, uh, surgical table, surgical lights, operating room, uh, a laboratory. He employs so many people, laboratory people, nurses, doctors, all these people. All these people. So I said, I said, if this man wants to become, come into, if God calls him right now, I said, come to full-time ministry now. It's not easy. He's tied like this. He's tied like this. His hair is tied, hair is tied, hair is tied. Where are you going? Not possible. Not possible. There are a whole lot of things where we get involved with, we can't serve the Lord.
There are some kinds of houses if we buy. We'll be tied down like this. You'll be tied like this. Forever. You'll be paid and paid, but you're tied. It's true. There are some kinds of cars. You'll be tied like that. You can't be free. You'll be working and Pharaoh will be giving you more bricks to make. More bricks. You'll always be under pressure and under tension. You can't do it. You can't ever give. If God says give, you can't. Not that you don't want to. You are a very good person. You are a very, very good person. But you can't give. It's just not there. Amen. Amen. So the entanglements. There are some friendships. If you have certain people as your friends, you will not be able to do God's work. Simple. No man that is going to go to war gets deeply related, entangled, connected to people that are not into the things of God. The more you are entangled, the less you can do God's work. So always as a soldier, see the entanglements when they are coming for you. And say, no, this thing is a good thing. But if I go into this, that's the end of me. This man wants to marry me. If I follow this man, that's the end of my ministry. Woman, don't tell me you are called and then later on you are following somebody maybe who will not even want you to do the work of God. Some husbands don't even want their wives to do the work of God. So, you know, sometimes even unbeliever husbands are even nicer than believing husbands when it comes to the work of God. I was talking to one lady. Her husband doesn't come to church at all. She said, my husband doesn't have any problem if I come to Jesus. I can go if I want to go. He never darkens the doorway of the church. He doesn't come, not even once. She's always, she always comes alone. He said, my husband does everything. She comes on Sunday. She's husband is at home. She said, he doesn't mind. He says, what, I should do what makes me happy. But you have Christian husbands. Christian husbands. Who will say, no, no, no. Too many meetings, too much. Don't go. I don't like it. Stop this. Stop that. No, no, no. I'm the head. You are the alligator, not the head. <laughs> and a Christian rather should be wanting to send his husband. Look, you know, you go there. You go. It's my greatest joy to see my own wife out there doing this work for the Lord. I'm blessed to have such a woman. I'm blessed to have such a woman. I'm blessed to have such a person in my house with me. And when they go out and they do the work and they come, because they preach about being good, they are forced to be good. Amen. So it's an advantage. Yeah, I like it when my wife preaches. But when she preaches, she comes, she's under the anointing. I say, honey, or sugar, meat pie, whatever I call it. <laughs> you know, and she, she remembers all the things she preached. She's very good. She's very good. Otherwise, it's like you are a hypocrite. So they preach. They go preach and come. In fact, I, I like it when I'm at home. My wife has, I am at home. My wife has got to preach and comes. Because usually I go and she's at home. So I like it when she has gone out and she comes. When she comes, she's always very happy. Very cheerful. Very nice. Just like how I met her. 
<laughs> yeah. You see, some of you don't realize that the woman that you have in the house is not the same woman that you met. The woman that you met was happy, free. She was in church. Glory to God. She was lifting up her hands. She was praising God. The woman that you have now, she's holding a baby. She's tired. She's, she's, she's worn out. Stressed. Now she sees you. You are also coming. What, what are you? Hold on. surprised that the person who you might can even speak the way she's speaking. And because he looks so gentle, meek and mild. But you realize that it's the, it's the stresses that she's in have turned into a different type of person. So when they go out and they are involved, when they see people and they chat and they are happy and they come, they are like the original. Start sending a release. And say, oh, go. You are going to be I'm, I'm in the house. And then just be there. When they come back, then you start to look. You see that it's the same original formula that you had. Yeah. Look, to stay indoors, inside, in one place, you can go mad. And that's what is happening to a lot of people. Wives and husbands don't understand. When I when I got married, we had children. One day I look at my wife. I said, "This is not the same person," <coughs> because she didn't have help. And I realized that. But the main thing that I need to do is to get help for her, because she needs to be free, so that she can turn her attention onto me. <laughs> <laughs> She's so free, she doesn't have time for me. She's tired. It's like I can manage on my own. These little ones cannot manage. You, you can manage. Hold on. <laughs> I said, let me get some help for her. So that she's free. She can go out. She can be happy. She can have friends. Every woman needs other women as friends. Because a husband can never meet your chatting needs. <laughs> Women are, they need to talk. Not, not, not that they, they, they like, they need it. One of the things that makes my wife happy is to talk. She's great at talking. If you know her, you, she's, you talk, she'll just chat with you right now, whoever you are. You just relax you. That's her gift. Her gift is to chat. So I told her, listen, start to meet with people in church, different groups. Now she meets with different people. She meets all Nigerians, all this, all that. And she chats, she becomes friends with all of them. That's her gift, gift of talking. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So when you are entangled, you are not the same. Yeah. And that's why God trying to free you from entanglement. That's why maybe you may have to limit the number of children you want to have. That's why you may have to have them quickly so that you'll be free from the entanglement. 
My mother said something. She said, I spent 15 years of my life bringing up little children. Because when you look at the age of the first one, the age of the last one, you get it. So, by, Because by the time one is born, if he's born 10 years after the first one, plus another 5, 6, 7 years before they grow out of a certain kind of thing where you can't leave them. So, very long period of your life is spent doing that. So, free yourself. Amen. Amen. From entanglement. And be a nice person again. Amen. Are you going to be free from entanglement? Powerful. Amen. So, if you are going to go to war, free yourself. Free yourself. Without being free, you cannot fight. Amen. Amen. Verse number 5. If a man also strive for masteries, he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. So the next important instruction is strive lawfully. This is instructions from a father to a son. Strive lawfully. In other words, fight the good fight in the right way. Amen? There is a way to do everything. There is a way to preach. There is a way to pastor. Prayer. What is PVCI? Prayer, visitation, counseling, interaction. PVTI. Prayer, visitation, teaching, interaction. Amen. You all know these things now. Because of your exams. Is that not so? There were no exams. You wouldn't have known them. That is the way to do it. The way is to be available. The way is to pray. You cannot have a successful ministry unless you pray. Try a thousand different ways. It's not going to work. The ministry is founded on prayer. So try all your strategies and whatever. Even if it seems to work, it will work for just a while. You know what people say? Sometimes people think that, you know, when a pastor is very friendly, his church will grow. Very social. Nice guy. Nice guy church. International. Nice guy chapel international. (laughs) Nice guy does not make church grow. I know a whole lot of people who are not nice guys. They are not the pleasant, pleasing type. But their churches are growing. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Because there is a way that a church is supposed to work. And except we decide to strive lawfully according to the laws, the rules, you still won't win. And God sees it. Amen. Amen. And you see, we are supposed to fight the good fight and win. If you are running 400 meters, you are supposed to stay in your track. You cannot... Go out of your track. Is that not so? If you run and run and you are first, but you went out of your track, you are still not the first. You are last. So we must know that the rules and the laws are there. God is showing us the work of the ministry is prayer. You have to listen to your father's words. Amen. You know, I'm not even bothering at this camp to go into certain things. 
The tapes are there. You saw me playing that tape yesterday. You get it? How to become a good teacher. They are all there. Prayer, this, that, one thing after the another. We've said it and taught it. And you can get the tapes if you want to. Somebody said, show me the ways and means. Whatever you want to do, you are finding the ways and means of doing it. Why is that when it comes to getting a tape? If you want to get a, a dress from so and so, you find a way of getting it. You want a wedding dress. I don't have to show you how to get a wedding dress. You know how to get wedding dresses. You find out, you get it, you get the price, you get yourself to afford it, and you do it. How come when it comes to the tape? We don't have a tape. We don't know where to get it. We don't know how. There is a place where it is. There is a place where it is sold. Those who want it, get it. Don't bring yourself at all. You see, people try to think as if we have fully tried to give me a little more credit. That I've been at least up to class three or four. Try to give me a little more credit. But we don't know where to get. We don't know how to get. Oh, have you done this? Oh, we don't have. You don't have because you don't want. You don't have because you don't want. If you want, you will find it. Have you seen a woman who doesn't know how to find a wedding dress in America? No. They travel from Ghana to come and buy wedding dresses here. They never come to consult me and say, how can I get a wedding dress? I'm looking for a wedding dress. I want to see where I can get a wedding dress in America. Can you do know anybody who knows where I can get a wedding dress? Nobody asked me that. They have a way. They'll find it. They'll get this, that, that. They know all the options. They buy it. They get it. They do it. And we don't know where we can get a, this thing from. We don't know where we can buy a tip. We have heard that you have bought a tip, but we don't know where the tip is. We heard that you have bought a certain book. Now we don't know where the book is. The book is somewhere. It's on the moon. It's on the moon. <laughs> Go to the moon. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yes. Yeah. You've got to go by the right way. You cannot criticize me and succeed in the ministry. I said you cannot criticize me and succeed. You will not succeed. Because when you fight against me, you find out that you are fighting against the one who sent me. You cannot say, I don't like Pastor Joe, but I like the bishop. Pastor Joe is very difficult. The bishop is easygoing. You are a stupid person. Foolish. Now, once I didn't mention your name and it's not you, how many realize that it's not you? Uh huh. So don't, don't, get up, don't, don't get upset. Oh, I, 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 for me, I, Pastor Joel is very, very arrogant. Oh, Bishop is very cool. That's why I like Bishop. Oh, I like, I like, you see, Jesus said, He that receives you receives me. If you don't receive me, you can't receive me. I like Pastor Joe, but this bishop says he's a foolish man. I'm a foolish man. I'm not a foolish man to you. It's a pity. You can't strive and win unless you strive according to the laws that God has set. You can't mock at your father and get away with it. The Bible says that the eagles will pluck out your eyes. The ravens will remove your tongue. Try. Amen. 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 Except you strive lawfully, you will not get there. There is a way to strive. 
And that way is by the right way. This message continues on the next track. Keep listening.